A warm welcome from MENA Research Center here in Vienna for a new episode of our Europe Monitoring. This is edition number 7 of 2023. Let us start with the European Union. The EU is punishable. This is how Chaloka Bejani summarizes the assessment of a report by the United Nations at the presentation in Geneva this week. We are not saying that the EU committed these crimes, but its support is an aid to the commission of these crimes, says Bejani. The lawyer from the London School of Economics and Political Science and other experts had been investigating the situation in Libya since 2016 on behalf of the UN Human Rights Council. The report documents numerous human rights violations in the North African country against migrants, in the detention centers under the control of the Coast Guards, people are sold like slaves and sometimes sexually exploited. Cases of torture, extortion and rape are also listed. These facilities received technical, logistical and financial support from the European Union and its member states, including for the interception and return of migrants, the experts write. Those same pushbacks are illegal under international law. The waters of off Libya are not safe, concluded Bejani. According to the experts group's recommendation, the EU must review its support for Libya's Coast Guard. Also, the Captagon smuggling is a big issue in the Western world and while the US took action, uh, it seems that Brussels and the European institutions are still quiet. Therefore, the EU must also take action in the fight against the Captagon trade. In contrast to the European Union, the US have published a new sanctions package intended to curb Captagon smuggling out of the MENA region. The US Biden government passed a package of sanctions against Syrian and Lebanese backers of the Capricorn trade. The US Treasury Department's list ended up with Khalid Khadour, a businessman with close ties to Bashar al-Assad's brother Maher, who heads the 4th Armored Division in Syria. This elite ensures the production and distribution of the drug. An estimated 80% of all Captagon pills worldwide are produced in Syria. The sales value of the stimulant in circulation is around 3 billion euro, a vital source of income for the financially stricken Assad regime. Members of the ruling clan are also identified in the sanctions as key players in drug smuggling at the interface between politics, business and the military such as Samer Kamal and Wasim Badi al-Assad, both cousins of the head of state. The Capricorn Act is also likely to, likely to target the Lebanese backers of a drug trade. With Noah al-Zuater, the US sanctions 
hit the link between the Syrian 4th Division in the army and Hezbollah in Lebanon. The U.S. measures are intended to stop not only the production, but also the sale of the drug. Let us go now to Germany, where a parliamentary hearing on the so-called Democracy Promotion Act took place. Experts rate the federal government's draft law to, how is it called, to strengthen measures to promote democracy, shape diversity, prevent extremism and political education as generally positive. According to the federal government, the aim of the law is to protect democracy in Germany as a form of society and the basis of coexistence, to further shape it and to strengthen it for current and future challenges. Shaping and promoting democracy and respecting the rule of law is not just a state task, but a joint concern of the state and a lively democratic civil society. In order to strengthen democracy for political education to prevent any form of extremism and group-related amnesty, and to shape social diversity and participation, the federal government wants to carry out federal measures on the basis of an express statutory mandate and promote measures by third parties provided they are of supra-regional importance and are in the substantial federal interest. Experts also reported criticism and uh, demanded transparency of the selection criteria. The change of funding should not depend on the ideology of a project or its proximity to the government. In this context, the uh, previous practice of funding has been criticized, from which representatives of political Islam have also benefited in individual cases. There is a risk of also financing organizations or projects that pursue a victim-offender reversal. Also in Germany, new negotiations with uh, more traditional Islamic religious communities are on its way. At the beginning of June, the Rhineland-Palestine state government will start new contract negotiations with the four Islamic associations after a break of several years. The focus is on Islamic religious education, the establishment of a chair for Islamic theology at the University of Koblenz, dealing with public holidays, pastoral care and funerals. This was announced by the Ministry of Science after a cabinet decision in the uh, capital of Mainz. The four associations are the Islamic religious community DTIP, the Shura State Association of Muslims, the State Association of Islamic Cultural Centers and the Ahmadiyya Jamaat. A dialogue process is to accompany the contract negotiations. 
The state government had already started talks about contract negotiations with the associations back in 2013. Because of the attempted coup in Turkey, the contract negotiations were suspended in summer of 2016 by mutual agreement. Reports from 2014 and 2015 on the Islamic associations were supplemented by additional reports in order to examine the sufficient independence from third-party influences on the state associations. This reported the ministry. The state government also decided back in 2021 to continue the target agreement with the Islamic religious community DTIP despite the invitation of Turkish historian with uh, anti-Semitic and homophobic statements. The DTIP regional association has taken responsibility and drawn drastic consequences, said the responsible culture minister at that time, Konrad Wolf from the Social Democrats. It is and remains crucial that the cooperation partners with whom negotiations are conducted are reliable and independent of the state, said the opposition in parliament. This is particularly important with a view to Islamic religious education. We, we, we remember the uh, problems with uh, DTIP, once the Conservatives uh, Christian Democratic Party. There must not be any interference at our schools that applies to religious education as well as to all other areas. That is why the state of Rhineland-Palatinate must finally start training Islamic religion teachers itself. From Germany, let's jump over the hills of the Alps to Austria, where a new anti-Semitism study was presented in the Austrian Parliament in Vienna. According to a survey, more than a third of people in Austria believe in anti-Jewish myths. Of the 2,000 respondents, 36% supported the statement that Jews dominated the international business community, according to the Parliament commissioned representative study that was presented. An equal proportion felt that Jews would try to adva take advantage of their persecution in the Shoah. According to study leader Eva Zeglowitz, prejudice against Jews was more pronounced among people with less education, little knowledge of Judaism and general propensity for conspiracy theories. The pollsters also found an above-average level of agreement with anti-Semitic statements among people of Turkish and Arabic origin. The survey shows that, based on the Austrian population with and without a migration background, massive anti-Semitism was found in 15% of the autochthonous population, 36% in those with a migration background. Latent anti-Semitism in 32%, 
to 54%, based on the population with a migration background. No anti-Semitism was detected in 54% of those surveyed without a migrant background. Among those with a migrant background, it was 43%. That was it with our newest uh, Europe monitoring edition number seven. We hope all that you will have uh, a nice and hopefully sunny weekend and hear you soon. Bye bye, ciao and servus from Amina Research Center in Vienna.